All right, it's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh, I'm Plank. All right, we are pumped to be joined by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooner softball team. She is Patty Gasso. What's up, Coach? How you doing on this Tuesday? I'm good, Plank. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm ready for a little fall ball. How's uh, how scrimmage is gone? How uh, how you feeling about seeing this team uh, rolling the on Wednesday night? I'm excited. So we really haven't. We've we've had a late start. I, I allowed the team to take a good part of August and early September to just kind of recuperate from their summer and a lot of them are playing the freshmen play deep into their travel ball season so they're not done till mid-august or early august so we started a little bit later so we've this is only our first week of team practice or we're starting our second week of team practice we had a mini scrimmage on saturday and i was extremely pleased because i felt like we were in almost mid-season form. They were playing with passion, and it was really exciting. It was really exciting to watch. So I felt really good. This group is very focused already. We've got 10 athletes who have one year left with us, and they're trying to make the absolute most of it. So it's been really good so far. Ten. Have you ever had a situation like this with your roster? No, not <laughs> COVID created um, some wonderful, like, um, look, it's it's really, I'm speaking just purely athletically. Right. COVID created a perfect storm athletically for this team to grow up together. And I knew one day it was going to end, and this is the ending of it. So um, we're going to be reloading and really have been, doing very well on the recruiting front and getting ourselves ready to step into the SEC. What, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the battle series? In other words, it, it, fans really seem to be embracing it. Uh, it's almost as if you're putting a scrimmage in prime time and ESPN wants to air it and we're selling out tickets for it. Do you like this better than playing an opponent in the fall? 100%. I, I like it better for us, and I like it better for our fans. No offense to anybody, but this is the last chance for you to get to see some of the best athletes that have ever played, not just in our program, but the sport. In Kenzie Hansen, Jada Coleman, Chiare, and so on and so on. So I just – when you put them against each other, who wouldn't want to see Kelly Maxwell facing Tiara Jones? Right. And you don't get to see those things in real life. <laughs> so we're going to make it real life and let fans enjoy it. But we're also creating an atmosphere, almost like minor league baseball, where we try to engage the crowd and make it fun and uh, get a chance to hear from the athletes between innings on the wireless mic and opportunities for signing, you know, autographs and things like that. So uh, I, I love it. And the competition is real. So you're looking at a third baseman and that's your position. Like you are on the opposite team and you're battling each other to see who can outperform each other. And they're all fighting for spots. There's nothing guaranteed anywhere. And 
it's it's really cool to watch. So Saturday we had our first in a squad, and I felt like we were in a postseason game. The way they were talking and um, the freshmen just owned it offensively. It was really, really exciting to see that happen as well. All right. Um, well, can, can I talk about some of those battles real quick? I, I, how, who Who is battling at shortstop? Is this uh... – Thoughts of putting Tiari there too, or has she been so good at second? Is this uh, that that lefty moving in? I mean, what 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 do we got here with the battle at short, Coach? Because G three <laughs> is hard to replace. Yeah, very hard, ir- irreplaceable. But I've uh, just got to really firm up. Brito is so good. Alyssa Brito so good at third. Tiari so good at second. Uh, but they've both been working at short. Avery Hodge has been working at short. We brought Alina Torres in. She's been working in the infield as well. So I have no answers for you right now. It's <laughs> probably going to be decided in November after all these battle series. Isn't it pretty awesome, though, to see how players embrace something new? Right here's here's Alyssa Brito who is a shortstop. She comes in, she plays left, and then plays third. Jada Coleman comes in as a left-handed shortstop. She becomes one of the best center fielders in college softball. I always love that Sid Romero story she talked about, and I think it would be what 2015 when you told them to go take their positions, and everyone went to shortstop. Right? I mean, it's yeah. just it's really cool, is it not, to see that mindset of I'll do whatever it takes to get on the field. Well, you have to, and the one thing I talked to the team about is like. Um, maybe you just hear this more in male sports, but I'm, I'm like, I need program guys. I need program guys. Yes. And that is an athlete that will do whatever they have to do for the program and put them, put the program before themselves. And they understand that concept. And I mean, that's whether it's playing on the field, playing a different position, helping out with recruits, I mean, just be a program guy and do whatever you have to do to leave this program better than you found it. So they've embraced that. and It's um, part of maturity, part of the culture that you want within your program. Mm. Speaking of uh, the kind of culture you want, it helps when you have a beautiful new facility. Have you had a chance to walk around it yet? And how do you feel like the progress is coming along at Love's Field? The progress is incredible. I mean, every day there's something new out there. <laughs> but they got the indoor up and almost completed, and they've got it already bricked and everything. I go through there probably once a week with recruits who want to check it out. But <clears throat> our players got to see it last Friday, Thursday or Friday, for the first time ever walking through it and it's a we had like what is called a topping off um, ceremony which is the last light post was erected up and we all got to sign the light post and had a little ceremony and we witnessed the light post going up and then we were able to take them through and they were like little kids they were very um, lots of conversations and lots of oohs and ahs and the one thing that really stood out in my mind is we were walking into a, out of where the players will come out of like a hype tunnel and walk out onto the field. Riley Boone said, this is like gladiator. This is like a gladiator arena. We are walking out into, you know, and she's very animated and 
but serious when she's talking about it. And it was just really cool to take them around and say, hey, here's your nap room. They're like, what? A nap room? What? <laughs> no, a nap room? This is your locker room. Look how big it is. It's <laughs> ten times bigger than what we're in right now. This is your like your living room where this there's a long table here that can seat twenty two people. You can all eat, you know, a meal together. And they're like, Well, we don't have to sit in our locker and hold it on our laps? I'm like, No, you don't <laughs> <laughs> So um it was really enjoyable to watch their reactions and hear some of their stories. That's so cool. All right, two, two other housekeeping notes, uh, because people are now blowing up our text line on this. I know you can't talk specifics, but two go boomers have dropped just moments before you jump on here. Is it fair to say that the recruiting train has continued to roll, Coach? Very, 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 very fair okay. to say. <laughs> yeah, I like to. I'll get yelled at by someone that's like, "Why didn't you ask her who?" Because you can't talk about it. It's one of those antiquated rules that are still out there from the NCAA. And then the other side of this, uh, boy, such a unique year scheduling wise, right? Because there is the all right. Will Love's Field be ready? What's going to happen here? How have you gone about the scheduling process? Is it still very fluid? Or you feel pretty good about things right now? feel really good about things and what's quite different forever I've had to try to continue to schedule either hosting a tournament or going to a tournament all the way up to the end of March well we are now starting a new set of teams and engaging and now a part of the Big 12 so our conference starts March 7th wow which is kind of nice <laughs> not to beg people and pay them more money than we have to try to bring them to town so that's been a little a little bit easier for our side but um march one is the opening of our stadium and that is the target and i know we believe very strongly that that's going to happen that's so cool uh, and then, of course, now uh, – well, hold on. One one other softball note to get to. Last year, Sid Sanders ended up winning. Are you are you're still doing the Athletes Unlimited scoring system for the Battle Series, I assume? Yes. Okay. Sid Sanders won that last year. And for a lot of us, it was our first chance to really see her. And you saw her start cooking near the end of the season, too. Is there maybe a newcomer we should keep an eye out this year, Coach, that could uh, star and maybe be at the top of that standings? Anyone that of the noobs that have come in that's kind of caught your eye? <laughs> a lot. A lot. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Freshmen are really, really swinging the bat well and have really connected to JT and kind of surrendering some things that they – maybe some of their habits that they did have to try to learn – how to be successful collegiately and they've really listened and learned and asked they ask a lot of questions they're very salty this freshman group they're going to make an immediate impact i think ella parker cassie pickering um maya bland is have has already exceeded my expectations athletically and we've got nelly marinas uh, McEnroe, who is from Hawaii tore her ACL, is in a brace, still recovering, not cleared, but she can hit. She is hitting absolute nukes uh, (laughs) off of live 
And I'm like, how are you doing that? How are we doing this? You've got a torn ACL, and she's got a nice swing. They're very, very powerful, this freshman group. They haven't really even gotten fully into, you know, how strong they're going to end up being. And so they're really, really being successful. And then you've got, I know she's a newcomer, but she's a veteran. Kelly Maxwell is going to, under the toolage of Jen Rocha, going to, continue to be one of the best pitchers to ever pitch on a field in softball. And uh, Kirsten Deal is really at another level now with one year under her belt. Cole May is still the leader of the staff, the veteran, continuing to get better as well. And some Carly and I might as well say this because everyone's going to figure it out. She broke her finger our first day of practice. Mm. She had to have surgery. You may not see her at all this fall on the mound, but I'm really excited about what she brings to this staff. And then Peyton Monticelli is hitting 70 off the mound already. (laughs) Again, someone that's got to really get into Coach Rocha's um, mindset and learning, you know, just a little more control, things like that, which we can get to. And Estee, Garen has improved her her success on the mound. Good. And I think that red shirt year really helped her learn and understand. So I'm really, really happy with everything we have on the field. And when we played that small scrimmage on Saturday, I felt like we were in a postseason game. It was tremendous i was really pleased with their efforts and attitude and these 10 that are seniors that are going to be leaving they're on a mission an absolute mission that i don't have to feed they've it's in them that they have a lot of big dreams and goals that's awesome there's so many things i I, i'm gonna let you go but i did want it's ou texas week and I think it's really cool, not that any previous coach didn't, but to see the amount of respect that Brent Venables has for this, these women in this program, it, it, the, the girls feel that, right? Whenever they hear a head coach that whenever he's asked about softball, when he's interviewed at the Women's College World Series, he's just talking about how powerful and how, you know, really incredible they are. It's, it, it's fun to see that kind of respect amongst different coaches, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I tell you that bringing recruits on campus and, you know, introducing them to different coaches and showing them different areas, Coach Venables will give his time to our program. So cool. So much so that I'm like, okay, you know, we're, we got to get going. Coach, <laughs> got to get ready. And he, he just keeps going. I'm like, okay, let's go. As long That's as you're awesome. okay, I'm trying to help him out of it and he just is so passionate about this university about our program about his program about fans uh everything about the the city i mean it's he is fantastic and he just gives everything to um you know helping us woo these recruits so i've been so grateful to him for giving his time during this tough time of the season all right, listen, I catch you too long, Coach. I'm grateful you found time for me. Um, best of luck on Wednesday night. Can't wait to see this team, and uh, let's talk again soon. It's good to hear your voice. Have a great week. 
Thank you, sir. There may be some rain, so we'll let Uh-oh. everybody know if we have to reschedule this or what we're going to do with it. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate All you. Right. Thanks, Clank. It's Patty yeah. Gasso. I didn't bring up one thing. So my my best friend from high school, Wood River, Illinois, Mike mm-hmm. Redman. Mike Redman. Love Mike. Best friend. From, now, we don't talk a ton, but he's the best. And when we, we – he was my part. If I had son in blonde hair, he had son in blonde hair. If we were wearing um, Doc Martens with our shorts – it was in. We would have the sweaters. You know, we thought we were cool. It's nineties, right? Think any ninety. Y'all were boys. Any ninety, yes. Any ninety stereotype you could find. Redmond and I were it. You were living it. We were living it, man. You think about, <laughs> boy, that's the nineties. It was Mike and I, and he came to the game on Saturday. He had he had never uh, been to a OU football OU game? football game before, and. So I went and I found him pregame, and when I found him, the tailgating area that they were at was right next to softball. And he, which, again, something I learned that I never knew, he had coached softball whenever he was nice. young. Right. And get this, to go further in depth on this story just real quick, uh, his, another Wood River, I, I don't know, Barney, is Barney's from Wood River, or maybe he was from Bethalto, I don't know, it, rivalry there but so our buddy barney lives here in in moore and has lived in in oklahoma for ages so mike had come down for his daughter's 18th birthday and what his daughter wanted for her birthday was a tailgate so they went to the tailgate guys and they bought a tailgate spot for her that's really cool Well, when i go over it's right next to the ou softball tailgate i'm like oh look at this so i got to see jt and andrea and hannah corn avery hodge were over there what i didn't realize until i started introducing him to everyone my man was faded. So it was <laughs> he was enjoying it, right? I'm not judging. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. I don't care. If I went to a football game with Mike Redman, I'd probably have a little bit of a good time. It'd be like I'm 22 all over again and I don't have to worry about indigestion or anything the next morning. Big Mike was faded? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. was he was, was so he was having loving a good time. it. He was having a good time. <laughs> That's good. But then I'm thinking to myself, he's also over there and, and like taking pictures with the coach. So I'm like, Coach, I just wanted to apologize for my friend, um, but I'm sure he had a good time. I think you made his weekend. He's selling my niece to everyone. Everyone I introduced him to, I'm like, hey, this is Jim. This is Jim Gasso. He's one of my best friends. This is Coach's wife. He's like, you got to go get Ellie Beecham. You got to go. I'm like, bro, he doesn't recruit. It, I, listen, I got to go back to the tailgate. So <laughs> You were at that uncomfortable I had moment where no. you're like, I got to get out of here. I, listen, they're all. it's all like family. So, so uh, fantastic. <laughs> What was the review? Did they say that uh, they really enjoyed going to the game and everything? They Oh, he loved it. Was he blown away? He loved it. He's like, hey, well, you got to think about it. This is one of those dudes that whenever you're in your 20s and you're at breaks, you're like, man, my dream is I'm going to cover sports and I'm going to do it. And he goes, literally, dude, I'm watching you out there and I'm seeing you do the this, the coin toss. I'm like, it's what we talked about. Yeah, yeah whenever yeah, we were pretty neat. Whenever we were dummies drinking Red Dog beer because it's all we could afford and flirting with every girl, giving them our pager number, that's all it was. That's what we had talked about. So it was it was, it was <laughs> a really your cool pager moment. Number. <laughs> no, it's, it's, he's not Dirty Mike 5808. He's just my buddy. I was, I was really – it made my – this has been a year for some reason. That almost teared me up a little bit hearing you say Bro, that. Bro, I'm sitting here fighting dream. back myself. I'm going to tell you guys something right now. It's 10:22, and just let me get the personal thing because Coach Gas always brings it out in me, and it's the, why I love her so much. This has been for some reason 
like this incredibly um, nostalgic year for me. And I don't know why. Um, because maybe it's my 30th anniversary, right? my 30th um, class reunion. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I'm watching my girls get older. I don't know what it is. But from you know, oh, since OU won the national championship yeah, you in should, softball. You've gotten progressively more sentimental. I, yes. I, bro, I'm going to tell you guys this. I'm sitting, getting ready at 8 a.m. at the University of Tulsa to do my pregame show on Sirius XM, right? And I'm I'm a wreck. And and Riley, you'll have, we'll have to get Riley on at some point. I'm DT had come in and and we had talked on Tomkowski. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, bro, this is all you ever wanted to do when you were some punk freshman that didn't know how to work the fax machine or or would go ride that elevator at Skelly Stadium. You're living it, baby. Right, right. And so when when Mike comes in town or when you it's just I've been a mess, I think is the best way to put it, right? I went up on Saturday. I went up on Saturday. I got to meet Kevin Cantrell, Major Cantrell's dad. It was an awesome moment. I had never met him before. Great dude, great family. Love him to death. And as I'm walking up there, I'm getting my daughter a snack, and I see her, Josh. She's running the board for their TV broadcast. And I'm, and I'm like, as I leave, I'm like, all right, just get your moment. It's okay. <laughs> So everything about me right now is sentimental. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to wear sunglasses at the coin toss on Saturday. There's a part of me that thinks, boy, at my funeral, play this. That all the great moments are in the past. Or, or excuse me, the great. There's still great moments to come, but there's fewer of future moments and there's more of past moments. Yeah. Jr. would always talk about hitting the back nine of your life. So I'm. Uh, I've been feeling that a little bit. As trying to live 50. it, baby. Right. Hey, speaking of trying to live it. We got a break. Well, yeah, um, we, yeah, we got to do that. But I was just going to say, how awesome was it listening to Coach talk about the new facilities and and getting to take recruits there and showing the team? I mean, it's like been so long overdue, obviously. But uh, you know, for her, I'm so you can hear her happiness. Yeah, and hear her pride and, in that, in what she and this program has built, and what they've they've earned playing. Yeah, and then you know it's funny because Karen Hatfield hit us up on Twitter. She writes, "I didn't have tearing up on my drive home listening to Coach uh, when she mentioned this being the last year for Jada Kinsey TRA on my bingo card for today. I think that was part of it. You know, watching Grace Lyons and Grace Screen; those were two people that when they started, you know, uh, let's see, so they're." They were the first people that whenever they came in, they had kind of listened to the broadcast, and I'd been doing it for a little bit. And their families became such great friends. I mean, it's just, oh, oof. Maybe thinking about Jada and it being her last year and Tiare and how Nasi on them had become like family. It's just, you're right, Karen. It all comes together, and we're a sentimental, sappy group of just, I don't know, nostalgic, <laughs> loving freaks on this program. All right, let's get it. Get it together, Plank. When we come back, we're going to hit what Steve Sarkeesian had to say yesterday. Um, And it's good. I think it's good. It's interesting in getting ready for Oklahoma and Texas this Saturday. It's the wrap. (laughs) All right. Welcome back into the ref with Josh on Plank. So on Friday, on Friday at our remote in Tulsa, and I left this man's card at home, but he was wearing a, an old KAKC shirt, right? And KAKC is the call letters of 1,300 
in Tulsa. And 970. That was, right. This is 970. So I don't know if that was – because I don't think two stations can have the same call letter, can they? Uh, I wouldn't think so, no. Now, listen, I didn't go to the kind of uh, – That's a pretty cool little T-shirt. Right? Well, it's not a T-shirt. It's a long-sleeve shirt. <laughs> and I It's am, a good shirt. He ordered it and sent it to me, and that's the coolest thing anyone's ever oh, done that, for that me. that is nice. I'm going to cry on the air again. No. Here's, uh, but I do have one issue. I have one complaint. He did order a double XL. <laughs> now, I am somebody who is not necessarily fit, but I am a very comfortable XL. XL <laughs> and a large in some shirts. So I'm not going to lie, that hurt a little bit. Right, yeah. That hurt a little bit, but the kind gesture overcame it. <laughs> it's like, geez, I saw him. He looks like he might be. A 2X guy. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah 2X. pretty big. Uh, Brent Venables last night talking about the injuries for the Oklahoma Sooners and kind of how they're uh, handling things. Came out healthy. Uh, we might get uh, probably our Mason and uh, Savion Bird and uh, get those guys back, which will uh, help us. And uh, But, feel, again, feel good. We, you know, watching the tape today, got some stuff we get to yell at the guys about, you know, uh, especially on defense. <laughs> And uh, just learn and get better. And that's what, again, we're, this is, a, again, good players, good units, good football teams. They get better incrementally, never fast enough, but they get better, you know, week to week. And when you have some failure and some adversity, it's an opportunity to respond and take ownership in your work, good and bad. We did that. We had great leadership. Uh, guys uh, felt awful, but we didn't, uh, you know, sabotage ourselves either. And and we, we got some things corrected. And then the second half, I think they had 28 plays for, you know, give or take 80-some yards, and so under under three yards a play. So guys really, they didn't score the last 39-plus minutes of the game. And uh, so that was, again, a good response, uh, yeah. fighting through a little bit of adversity. And, and then all the, you know, again, Iowa State has been hard out for a lot of people. Yeah. They've played really good defense um, for several years now. And they've possessed the ball, and then they've gotten a lot of three and outs, and they don't give up a lot of passing yards. They're number, they're top five in the country, and a whole bunch of categories going into that game. And, and uh, you know, I think they've had two teams score 50. We were one of them, 50 points on them, in the last you know five or six years. And uh, and again, there's all kinds of things I know it's been written um, that uh, we were able to do. And I don't, I don't whether they're having a not quite as good of a year, not it's still it all everything, you know, uh, everything matters. So that was BV on the injuries and then the adjustments. Meanwhile, here's Steve Sarkeesian from yesterday on the more mobile Quinn Ewers and whether or not it's by design or if it's if it's just kind of happening. Like for instance, the the touchdown against Kansas on Saturday. That was just the pocket breaking down and him making something happen. And Kansas, you want to talk about not noticing something is happening around you. Holy smokes. But uh, here, here we go. Also, how's JT and Ryan Watts doing? Yeah, I think I think with Quinn, it's probably both. You know, we've always preached, you know, we're not a running quarterback team. You know, we don't run design quarterback runs like a lot of other people do. But we do rely on the quarterback to use his legs at, at opportune times, most notably third down and in the red area. And I think Quinn is is really starting to excel at that. You know, if you notice, when do his scrambles come? Third down, in the red area. 
and he's used his legs and he's used his newfound conditioning and speed to be an advantage for him and for us. So that, that's been a real positive. Um, JT and Ryan are both day to day right now. Um, you know, it's going to take a minute for them to, to rehab and, and see if they'll be able to go. Um, I'll probably have a better answer for you on Thursday. There you go. Day to day. Day to day. I, I only assume JT is Jatavian Sanders. Is that what they call Jatavian Sanders? Yeah. I okay. Yeah. But. I would imagine. Uh, he said on Saturday, we're hopeful we're going to get him back by next week. It's going to be how does he respond. We kind of watched him run on the sidelines, and we just didn't feel like it was going to be in his best interest to put him back out there. That was on Sanders. I don't see too much here on Watts. So that's a – in an injury update, there is a little news on how they feel about Quinn – or excuse me, in a – in a cut that had the the gist of it being the scrambling of Quinn Ewers, get a little update and it looks day-to-day. I feel like those are the only two major injuries we're looking at for Texas this weekend. And then for Oklahoma, you heard Brent Venables. You know, R. Mason Thomas got in a few snaps on Saturday. I don't think we saw Savion Bird. Now, he was there. He was on the sidelines, but I don't think he took a snap. But Troy Everett seemed to perform really well. It's interesting because when you ask Bill Beanbow, hey, how's – How's so-and-so coming along? How's so-and-so coming along? His answer is always, well, I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's not good enough. I mean, that's for every single guy. <laughs> but that's his way. All right, your texts are next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the ref with Josh. I'm Plank. This is the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. I, um, I was listening a little bit to Joel Klatt. I'm going to chop that up for the show tomorrow. I thought it was really good. Because he kind of looks at it from the the true X and O perspective, of it like Teddy does every day. But I love it. I think you guys bless you. By the it. way, thank you. Did I did I forget to turn the mic off? No, you, you didn't. Could you hear my dad sneeze in the background, dude? I don't know what it is today. Allergies. But it's, it's had me since I woke up. So and I took uh, my allergy medicine this morning too. So. The Joel Klatt show. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I, pretty good. I've I, I've got to chop it up for tomorrow. Does he uh, does does that show of his? Does it go on Fox Sports or is it know. just on YouTube? I think it's just on YouTube. It's it's really good. I mean, he covers. I swear, every major college football game every week. Can I tell you a show that is incredible that I was watching a little bit last night? I've got a DVR to go back and watch tonight. What is it? Cole Kublik has a show on the SEC Network. I believe it's called Read and React. Where he, he breaks down the film and everything? They Basically, he and Roman Harper break the film down. If, if yeah, that's the SC, really cool. If the SEC is smart, that's Teddy and Cole. So that way you have – and I like Roman Harper, but I just – I kind of feel like Roman's not as into it as Cole is. <laughs> but it's really good. Two shows, that, that Joe Klatt show and the Cole show, that Read and React will give you – all kinds of – make you feel smarter, mm-hmm. if you will. Now, let's get a little smarter on Texas here. Well, you know what? I promise text messages. I apologize. 405-651-3439. Those, there's plenty of time for Sark before we get out of here. Um, Austin writes, isn't it wild to think that Texas and OU's leading receivers were both committed to Michigan? And, safe to say, Brett Yormark probably will be attending the UCF-Kansas game. 
Well, I mean, Andrew Anthony did more than commit to Michigan. My man went there and played a couple seasons, right? Yeah. One thing that I did notice about Texas, and and maybe it's just the games that I watched. Boy, they they really have NFL looking guys at wide receiver, from. Uh, Worthy to Mitchell. Obviously, we'll see if Jatavian Sanders can go. I feel like, and he's gonna go. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Jordan Winnington's been in school for like a hundred years. They've and, got those three guys that are really good, and then JT Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they they look the part, and I assume it was it's Mitchell that was committed at one point to Michigan or Worthy. I'm not in the Cruton game, boys, but that is kind of interesting. Yeah, your mark, your mark has basically said. I hate Oklahoma. Right, essentially. <laughs> no, he he said, hey, this is – that's their future. So, no need for me to come. Plus, Greg Sankey is going to be there. And I'd, I'd hate to see Brett and Sankey square off. It uh, was Brett's pretty – a little dude, man. I didn't realize that. He a little sawed off. I could post him up. Get it to me on the post. I could score on him. It was pretty fun uh, seeing the internet do its thing with the Greg Sankey news yesterday. Oh, was it just losing its mind? Oh, just dunking all over your mark and don't let uh, Sankey see you in the parking lot. I mean, it's Glad. like anything you could think of. Loco Ohio writes, glad to see Sankey coming to OU Texas this weekend. That's my commissioner. We have reached out, and I'm going to tell you something. I struggled a little bit in trying to find a contact, so I did something I haven't done in a long time to try to get a guest. I picked up the phone and I called. I used my phone to call someone. And when I called the SEC offices, Josh, when I tell you it was the greatest receptionist ever to answer a phone in my life, it is exactly what you would expect the person at the SEC to sound like. Professional operation? Oh, no. Yes, but very. Thank you for calling the Southeastern Conference today. This is Claire. How can I help you out this afternoon? I'm like, well, Claire, I hope you're doing well. (laughs) It was the guy. I'm just. It's like I was thrown back in time a little bit. I'm like, I. I give her my spiel. I'm failing miserably in finding a contact for Greg. Can I, Greg? We're on first name basis. Can I get him on, Commissioner Sankey, please? So not only did I use the phone, I left a voicemail. I left a voicemail, Josh Helmer. We'll see how that goes. Um. Yeah. So no, your mark. Oh, three one zero has a correction for me. Joe Clatt does have a thirty minute show weekly on FS One. I, I thought that you're he right. Did, you yeah. are correct. You are correct. I oh. thought that he did, but but what you were pulling from is the YouTube show. Right. I believe it was, and maybe they're the same thing. Yeah, there might be bits and pieces that go on that. I guess. Uh, let's see here. Why am I absolutely? Oh, th- guys, we're gonna put the. We're going to put the Patty Gasso interview on the podcast. Yeah, it'll be – as soon as we hit 11 o'clock, it'll be up there. Uh, Chapstick writes, faded or cross-faded? It's not faded unless it's cross-faded. I heard someone refer to a person as faded one time, and I don't know if I've ever recovered because that is hilarious to describe someone who may have been overserved. Inebriated. Inebriated, overserved. Uh, by, from the 918, the Speed D joke is ham sandwich worthy. Oh, if. Oh, my goodness. It was the best joke that we've ever had Do you on have show. it in front of you again? I I was on uh, Another Planet when you read that. Um, it's uh, Speed D is all about getting the offense back on the field so much sore, so it lets the opposing yeah, team score. Yeah, just let score. them score. Right. Yeah, oh, here it is. Here it is. I fa- oh, my gosh. Here it is. From the fourth. Speed D is designed to give the ball back to the offense quickly. The fastest way to do that is to let them score quickly, apparently. Well done. I Something I want you to chew on, okay? Go ahead. I've got a couple of questions about this OU Texas game. Okay. 
Number one, the psyche of it. How important is it? I mean, fast start would be in the book of cliches, right? Bull Durham, hello. Uh, Take care of the football, win first down, start fast, right? I mean, it's like. Cliche. We could say it every every week. On but given that you got blown out in this game, forty nine to nothing, and it was a disaster class, I think it's important this week for Oklahoma to start fast. So, um, how important is it, right? I've got it written down. We need to talk about it. I love it. I absolutely the, love it. One other thing for you to mole here, okay? Go ahead. This, you know, you can weave these together however however you would like. What's the path to victory? I've been trying to figure that out in my mind. How does Oklahoma win this game? What would it look like? What does it take? Okay, here's a question. If both teams played their best clean game, who wins? I don't know that I can definitively say Texas. I know. Everyone wants to. I feel the same way. If they both have a clean sheet, there's a soccer reference for you, Coach Mott. If they both have a clean sheet, if, if things come away where they don't make a mistake and they don't turn the ball over and they, you know, they, they're good on third downs, both – I mean, if, if both teams play their best – It's probably Texas. Close. It's probably Texas, but I, I hear what you're saying and I can't definitively say – It's tough, right? <laughs> need OU Texas information before I could answer that question for you, but obviously we're going to play the football game before we'll have any of that. Uh, here's one from the 918. Is Beat Texas still painted upside down and backwards on the sideline, uh, sidewalk in front of an OU academic building? Also, does the OU students' newspaper print the word Texas backwards and upside down in all issues during OU Texas Week? Um, I can answer yes to the first one. It's still there. Now, I don't know if it has been because it fades, right, with the paint. So I don't know if it got updated, but I'll walk over there and see tomorrow for you. I don't know about the upwards down, up, upwards down, upside down, backwards, and all issues. That that'd be pretty hard, man. They did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, wow. I would imagine if they've done it in the past, then that's one of those traditions you you don't lose. Oh yeah, right. Uh, from the four hundred five. Oh, we got a break, but this is good. This is a good to your point, Josh. To your point. I'm hoping we go after Evers and not start of the game playing prevent defense. We have actual DBs that can cover. The first half of the Iowa State game, we only rushed the four down defensive linemen. The second half, we never rushed less than five. Mm-hmm. If you give Ewers time, he's really good. Having said that, I'm confident in, I would assume he's saying RDBs here. Hey, coach a little more of Gibson, please. Hey, coach, comma, a little more of Gibson. Boomer. I don't think I disagree with that latter part at all. Give me more Jaden Gibson. He's look good. All right, top five stories of the day coming up in a bit. First, got a break. It's Plank Show, live on the Home of Sooner fans. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner fans. <laughs> I'm laughing. People will always have something to be mad about. <laughs> what do you mean? Someone's like, they're going to update the roster online at some point? I'm like, Yes. They're go- right now uh, – the media relations department, there's going to be a new person taking over the X's and O's and nuts and bolts of that on the media relations side. Our buddy Patrick took a job down at Dalhoub. Yeah, he's so. down with the Cowboys. Congratulations. So, yeah, so uh, our man Mike Houck is working through that. And, by the way, thanks to Mike for being understanding today and allowing Coach to come on with us. I had bugged her on Saturday. I'm like, I'll text you. I want to get you on. 
and she came on with us. Who uh, who is your vote to take over? As the SID? Yeah. Who are you putting in a recommendation for? I that's a great question. Has anybody reached out to you? A few there's it's kind of funny. I figured they I figured they might have. And, and if you're listening, this isn't a knock. But there was something that's like, man, I haven't done SID work in like ten years. I'd love I'm like, well, you know, this isn't like hey, this isn't I like just an pop entry in. level position. This is the back to back to back national champs. But so far I haven't really had I've had two people that I'm like, hey, you should do this. I think you'd be good at it. And oh, where com- you suggested? Right, where and they've completely ignored me. Oh, really? So, yeah. Why is well, that? Well, because they just got new jobs. <laughs> One of them needs a job, and she still hasn't got back to me, which is weird. Well, that's probably why you don't have a job then. 405 writes, clean game both teams. I would lean Texas due to their running game having an edge. Jonathan Brooks has done for Texas what we've been wanting a guy to do for Oklahoma. And he's really impressive. I like him a lot. 12 carries, 52 yards against Rice. 14 carries, 57 yards against Alabama. Since then, 164, 106, 218. Four touchdowns. He's really looked good. But the Sooners have had success shutting down the run game. Save for the first 21 minutes the other day. Yeah, yeah. And they made the adjustment against Iowa State, and it was it was fixed. Now, I will say, and Teddy talks about this a lot, you're going to see Texas do some of those things that gave Oklahoma problems, even if they're things that Texas hasn't done all season long. We'd ask the question, hey, clean game. Both teams play their best. Who you got? I, to me, it's it's going overtime. It's tight. We're sweating, and it's going to be fun. Top five stories of the day next on the ref.